Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show! It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 384, recorded at Montleroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my cousin and my co-host, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? How are you, buddy? Not too bad. You have a good Fourth of July. Yeah. As this episode comes out, like two weeks after that, I'm, I'm not used to recording. We never pre-record. This is hard, never. isn't it? It's hard because we like to talk about what's going on, and it's like we've been we've recorded three episodes in the last week, and we're gonna be behind. This is something like crazy other people are like months ahead, and like we're like always like <laughs> yeah up to date. We're I'm usually just, a couple days behind. Edge. I right. guess you could say that. That's one way to describe it. We're joined this week by uh, Rachel from Ohio. Rachel, how are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for joining us. You're going to talk a little uh, trip review that you just had not too long ago. For sure. You, you go all the time, so we'll we'll say your most recent trip anyway. Sure. <laughs> How's everything going? Good. It's been work has been real busy. Uh, very thankful to be back working, and people are wanting to travel and you know kind of moving through phased reopenings and that kind of stuff. So. Life is good. Busy, but good. Yeah, I'm sure it was a hectic 12 to 18 months for you, or yeah, in a bad it was, way. <laughs> it was interesting. It was very, it was real quick at the beginning because everybody was like, oh, you know, Disney's only going to be closed for two weeks. You know, whatever. Let's just move our trip a couple months, do whatever. So it was like redo, you know, canceling and redoing dining, moving hotels, on the phone with Disney, that kind of stuff. And then, haha, jokes on us. So it was right. a lot of you know, there was some moving and then there was a lot of dead period because people were like, let's ride this out and let's see what was going on. Um, but yeah, right around spring break, people were like, all right, that's about enough of that. Let's go. So it's it's been nice to be busy with fun stuff, not on hold to move people's vacations for the third and fourth time. Yeah, right. Exactly. And if you couldn't figure out you you are a, a Disney travel agent. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that? You can yeah. plug it right now while we're <laughs> so yeah so um i'm a travel agent that works for the company small world big fun um technically the term disney travel agent doesn't exist there are travel agents that specialize in disney which is what i do uh in universal but um i i work with a company called small world big fun uh we are a gold level travel agency affiliated with disney um i have an extensive travel background with disney um, lots of different hats have been worn there. I stayed in all the hotels, but one, um, which one is it? I have to ask animal kingdom. That's the only one I'm missing. Wow. I've been there. 
uh, a couple times just to check it out, but I haven't stayed there. Um, but it's on the list. It'll get not a bad one to save for the last. That's good. That's an, you're going to, you're going to like that one. The problem for me with it is that it's such a destination in itself that usually when I go, I have other things to do that I'm like, Oh, I could stay here for a similar price point and walk to the parks or, you know, whatever. But for, for the most part, when I book that for people, that's a destination. Like we're intentionally going there to look out the, the balcony window and see the drafts and stuff. So it, I'll get there eventually. But um, so anyway, um, yeah, when families book their travel package through me, it does not cost anything more than if you were to go on the Disney website and book yourself. Um, but I'm responsible for helping you identify what travel package is the best for you. Um, when you want to go, where you want to stay, how many tickets you want, what kind of tickets you want. Uh, what theme parks would be best for you. I do your dining, uh, keep all the important ca dates on my calendar. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very lucky to, to love what I do. That's good. And where can they find you if they want to reach out to you? Um, kind of wherever I'm on Facebook, uh, Rachel Tilvis, small world, big fun is my business page, um, uh, on Instagram enchanted travel by Rachel and Rachel at smallworldbigfun.com is my email address. So there you go. Reach out any of those ways and she'll get right back to you and yeah. help you out any way I she mean, can, I'm sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So when did you, we usually, when we have a person on for the first time, we like to ask some preliminary, like Disney related. When did you first fall in love with Disney? How long have you been going? Obviously, you I, probably can't ask you how many times because you probably can't count that many. So I have been to Disney every year since I was two-ish. Um, my first memory of Disney was the 25th uh, anniversary birthday cake where they decorated Cinderella Castle like a birthday cake. And I, I very vividly remember I was sitting on my dad's shoulders. And we were watching this parade go by Mufasa or yeah, I think Mufasa, Simba, somebody was on a float. And I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. Like this is totally magical. Um, and I mean, it just, it kind of became a family thing for us ever since then. Um, and then I met Zach and didn't know anybody could love Disney more than I did. So that was a nice bonus. Um, and we've just, we haven't stopped going. We just kind of go all the time. That's our thing to do. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I, Zach and I have been 27 times in the seven <laughs> years that we've been together. Literally. That's pretty so, good. The, the first time that we went, he, he was still young and in love and stuff. And he was like, hey, do you want to get a T-shirt every time we go? We could put together like a T-shirt blanket or something. So for Christmas this year, we had 25 T-shirts. And so I put together the, the blanket and we've gone a couple of times since then. So, yeah, we, we go a lot. I know a lot of things <laughs> about, about Disney and, and a lot of different um regards yeah so what's your favorite park it's always a tough question because it changes a lot i feel like favorite park I, from an overall standpoint i feel like magic kingdom is my favorite um because i'm a big like magic person i like the fireworks i like the characters i like the you know little kids waving and you know that kind of stuff I'm not, I'm not a huge ride person, 
you know, I can, and I can do all the rides at Magic Kingdom. So I was kind of like, good job. Um, but I, I would say Magic Kingdom is my favorite. How about, I know Mike's favorite question. What's your favorite resort? Uh, Wilderness Lodge by a lot. Yeah. Like that, that. Yeah. When, when I was growing up, uh, my family would go out West every year and we stayed at Old Faithful Inn uh, in Yellowstone National Park, which is the, um, the hotel that what Wilderness Lodge is modeled after. Um, but it's a reasonable price point for where you are in proximity to Magic Kingdom. And the hotel is real nice. The pool bar is real nice. Pool's nice. Um, it's, a, it's an easy place to to be for sure. How about favorite uh, restaurant? Well, I'm not allowed to say be our guest because I heard I got in trouble for finding that meal we, tolerable. We, we will get into that. My favorite restaurant, like ever or right what's open right now? Ever. Ooh, I'm I'm curious now. Ever, I really enjoy the breakfast at Crystal Palace. I know that sounds kind of goofy, um, but they have this or they had this French toast that was on the kids buffet line. That was fried. It was basically fried pancake batter rolled in cinnamon sugar. And you could put ice cream on it because it was a buffet. So they had ice cream like on the other side. So we would always fight the small children for their French toast. Um, so that and you, I like I like breakfast omelets and you could get an omelet there. So that was that's probably like my all time just kind of go to. But right now. We've had we've had really good luck with Il Molino just because. I don't want to say not because it's owned. It's not owned by Disney, but kind of like their, their wait staff has been in full force all the times that we've been there since COVID. And they're like, I've never had a bad thing there and I kind of always get something different. So I'm going to have to go. Il Molino. That's a good choice. Mike likes that choice. I, I love Il Molino. It's really good. It, it, it's been, I mean, it's been good to me. Do you have any other uh, questions, Mike, before we, we take a break and get into the meat. What's era. your favorite attraction? Oh, there you go. Expedition Everest is my favorite ride. Um, it's hard to not like Rise of the Resistance, though, not even being a Star Wars person. I, I'm very impressed that someone came up with that and they were actually able to like execute the entire experience. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't done that yet. So You're so I, intrigued I by that, aren't you? Me? Yeah. No, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, but you are because you're not a Star Wars guy like me, no. but you want to go on it just to see what I it's all about. Less. If you told me I could never step foot in Hollywood Studios again, I'd be fine with that. Really? There's nothing there for me anymore. Not even for your children? For what? No, oh, because like of the Frozen, frozen thing? Yeah, I mean, I would go. Yeah, no, for that, I'm just talking selfishly. Like, going in no. with the girls is fine, but, like, as far as if I was going to a park by myself... And you told me I could never go to Hollywood Studios. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I might miss uh, the Cobb salad and Mama Melrose, but other than that, there's not much else. <laughs> with that being said, though, you still want to try that ride, don't you? I mean, I'd go on it. I don't. I wouldn't even. If I was in the park, I wouldn't even try for the drop thing. I wouldn't. It doesn't even. Oh, you just have any so sort of miserable. 
Okay. I don't want to go through it. Like if I was walking by and it said 10 minute wait, I'd be like, all right, I'll try it. But I'm not going to go through the whole effort of, or even being in the, I know you could do it at the hotel now, but. Okay, Mike, I guess this question is for you then. Do you feel like the ride is so good because it's exclusive? Like, do you feel like getting a boarding group is an accomplishment that makes you feel like you should? After not being able to get one, like I got one my first time and it was super easy. And then two or three times after that, nothing. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Do I, is it because it's exclusive? Like, I often wonder if, if people wouldn't think it's so amazing if you didn't have to get a boarding group. If it was just super easy to just walk on. Right. Like, if it was just a standby 60 or 75 minute wait, yeah. you know, Millennium Falcon or whatever, if people would still think kind of like that. Flight of Passage now. Yeah. Nobody talks about that anymore. Yeah. Kind of, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I also think that the cast, the cast members working will make or break the experience. Like the first time we went on it, it was August last year. So we were still masking and social distancing and all that kind of stuff in the parks. And one of the cast members like walked up to this guy that was next to us. And he was, the guy was talking to whoever he was riding with. And the cast member walks over and he's like, you're not listening you're going to get interrogated, you know, blah, 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 like really in character. And the kid looks at him. He goes, um, you need to take a step back on earth. We're in the midst of a global pandemic and you're not six feet away from me. So it's just, I mean, that, that interaction was, it was funny and it was cool. And that's not something that you experience whatever on, it's a small world or whatever. So I feel like right. the cast members too make that experience better. Or more unique. I mean, I would try it. I'm being a, I'm being intentionally curmudgeonly yeah, on being, it. I yeah, would I would definitely try it, but I'm not like dying to go. That's fair. I, I have no desire to go to anything. That's Star Wars cool. I, anything, for for me, I'm just really impressed that somebody came up with that idea and they were actually able to execute it. Like, I, I mean, just as an an experience as a whole, it's really impressive. Well, that's the thing. I would, I want to see just the technology behind it and what they did, and all all those aspects of it does interest me. So, even though the that the theme of the ride and the whole land, I could do without, but I understand that part of it. You're right; that is kind of interesting to me. Yeah that that would be my my plug for that. All right. Well, that being said, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back and we'll get into your your trip review from your most recent trips. That sound good? Cool. All right. We'll be right back. Ma chère mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let's pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot hors d'oeuvre, why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, miss, this is France, and a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. 
Beef ragout, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambé. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware is entertained. All right, we are back from break. This is episode number 384 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we have a trip review with Rachel. And you just got back, uh, what, a couple weeks ago now? Yeah, just about. Yeah, it was. Uh, we got home on Father's Day. So about okay. two weeks ago. Time warp. Yeah, two weeks ago as we record two weeks early. So about a month ago, <laughs> basically, as you listen to this. Um, and now this trip was your first, like, what did you call it, like the mommy and me trip? It was just you and your yes. daughter for the yes. first part of it, correct? Yeah, if you thought that I was going to enter the state of Florida without Zach making an appearance in some capacity, <laughs> that's incorrect. Uh, yeah, so we, it was it was supposed to be a work trip for me ultimately, and uh, my a lot of the the people that I work with were going down for a couple of days, and they kept inviting me, and I'm like, listen, I really can't go. I have a child, and I need to care for her. And so they're like, bring the baby. And so I was telling Zach about it at dinner and he's like, Hey, take the baby. So I did. Um, airplane, not great. Wouldn't like definitely not my favorite part. Um, but we stayed at beach club in the, in the villas. Um, I got a studio over there. Um, ultimately kind of as we were putting together the itinerary of what we wanted to do and where we needed to be, we were, we were going to go to Epcot a couple times, Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, well, if I'm by myself and I can walk to two of the three parks that I'm going to visit, I'd rather do that than, you know, try to load her up on the bus by myself. When we went in January, she was being a bit of a diva and didn't want to ride the bus. So I was like, listen, if I just walk there instead of trying to get her on the bus. That would be better. So stayed over there. Um, I mean, it's hard to beat the area. I know Mike stays over there quite a bit, but um, I love it over there, don't you? It it's really I honestly, I put a lot of people there just because of the convenience of being able to walk or boat to fifty percent of the theme parks. Like there really is no comparison. Um, Catherine is seventeen months old, so I knew it they weren't gonna be full park days. I wanted a pool that was super, super nice. I don't think there's a better pool on property than Stormalong Bay. So for me, it was kind of like all the stars aligned and there was a room available. So I took it. How did she like that like little splash pool for the kids? Um, She did okay. There were, I mean, there were a lot of people. So the, the pool stopped um, social distancing, the chairs and limiting capacity and that kind of stuff. So she was definitely more intrigued by, Oh, look at this person and look at this little, you know, whatever. Oh, so um, they're letting everybody in there now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we, I mean, we walked in and the guy, the, because it is storm along Bay, the guy scanned my magic band just to make mm -hmm. sure we, uh, we were resort guests. But yeah, I said, can I just take a seat? And he's like, yep, wherever you can find one, go for it. So I plopped myself down next to a couple of people that I didn't know. And, um, you know, we kind of ventured through, but it was, it was not as crowded as I was expecting. Um, but it was still, I mean, she, she does fine in the water. So we just, whatever, I think it was, it was more so me that we were only in and out in like a half an hour, just because it's kind of hard to be a solo parent in the pool. 
by yourself, but yeah, she did great. Um, we had beaches and I'm, I'm really going out of order. So stop me if I'm being ridiculous, but, um, we went to beaches and cream for lunch one afternoon. Um, you know, do you have a certain go-to when you go there or do you order different things off the menu? So that was the first time that I had probably been there in like five or six years. Now, how is it? I know that they increased capacity. They kind of refurbed it maybe what a year ago or beaches and cream. Yeah. So I know they had no seating like a couple years ago. You could really get a they, seat in there. They really still have no seating. Mm. Um, and I, I think the the biggest problem throughout all of the Disney restaurants right now, just in general, is a staffing issue. Um, so what should have been, you know, we got uh Catherine got a hot dog with tater tots and I got grilled cheese and soup. And I, we were with a couple other ladies that I work with, but we were there for like almost two hours. Oh my God. I mean, it, and it was fine. Like I don't see these people often. So it was nice to sit and catch up. And we, we ended up getting the kitchen sink strictly for social media purposes. So we could all take our picture in front of it. Um, but see, I mean, I'm with you. I love sitting down and I'll sit there for three hours and, and talk, but yeah. most people want to go there just to get the heck out. Yeah. And, and the, it, I don't, again, I think, so the, the takeout window there is still not open and I really just think it's staffing at this point. Like, I just don't think they have enough bodies working. It's tough with the toddler to, sit, to have a toddler sit still for two hours yeah. doing anything is nearly impossible. So yeah. for, at a restaurant, yeah. you want in and out as quick as possible when you got little kids. Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, fortunately she, you just kind of like keep handing her tater tots and she does fine. <laughs> like stash a couple away and pull one out but no it was just it it's just a long it it, all of all of uh, like we went to Cape May for breakfast because that just reopened um was that family style or is it they haven't done any buffets yet right they have not reopened any buffets and I really I, I know that Zach and I have pretty differing opinions on that but I'm not upset that the buffets aren't back I think that the family style is doing a really good job of serving its purpose um i thought the food was really good i liked the price point because there aren't characters there um so it's just you know i think it was like 25 dollars. it's funny you say that because like we'll we'll just like i'll just be on a whim and i'll be like hey kristen you want to go up to property and get breakfast and go on a couple rides and yeah yeah so i was looking at cape may cafe and i was watching some youtubes because like you said the price point is fantastic because my yeah. wife doesn't like buffets because she doesn't think she eats enough and for $35 doesn't get her money's worth. But right. for the 25, the, the, the menu looked awesome. The price point was fantastic. And I'm like, this is an absolute no brainer. And another place that's never been on my list that I've been dying to go to now is chef Mickey's for the same reason. I'm not going to pay $65 for, you know, eggs and home fries. Yeah, but their price point has been fantastic too. Or well, initially, now they got the characters. I was back, say, right? As soon as the characters come back, the price point skyrockets. But the the buffet no character thing, mm-hmm. those are legit. I really uh, I enjoyed you. that. Now, the only thing I kind of agree with what you're saying, like it makes sense, and they're doing what they can with the family style. But you're obviously limited. They're not giving you as many options. In the family styles you would have with the buffet. So if you are someone like I wouldn't want to go to Boma if it was family style because I just love 
trying so many different yeah, things. Right. And you're no going to miss out on stuff that right. they have at the buffet. But at a more traditional one, like yeah. Cape May or 1900 or something like that, yeah. then I could definitely see the family style staying a little bit longer. Plus, but. what I liked about Cape May, too, is that they do, they're do they doing omelets, too. Yeah, you oh, can order one. Yeah. So you can order an omelet. Oh, mm-hmm. as you... As, Part of your family, yes. Yeah, part oh, of it, okay. yeah, as part of yeah. the family style. Oh, that's which pretty is, good. I think is great. Yeah, that's nice to have. Yeah, there. yeah. I've I've been really impressed with with that kind of stuff. But again, that was definitely a staffing issue. I mean, the restaurant there was not a single table available in the place. Um, but our our waitress, I think, had like eight or nine tables. So she was she was running quite a bit. And fortunately, you know, they brought out the the platter and we didn't need any refills. So it's not like I was chasing her for anything, but you could tell that she was definitely like working hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of an issue. I mean, you're, you've touched on it a couple times now. They got rid of so many people and they canceled uh-huh. the college program. And I know yeah. they're starting to bring that back, but once you get rid of people and they're being paid to stay home, it's hard to force them to come back for. Yeah. Well, my, so my, my sister was an Imagineer, so not front of house, but um, she was one of the 30,000 that got let go. And ultimately she had to go find a new job. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I can't, I can't wait around for a year plus to, to wait for you guys to call me back. Like, of course, I'd love to come back and work for you, but I can't just sit here and do nothing for however long. So that, that has definitely been you know, a, a lot of people had just had to go find other things to do. So hopefully the college program coming back will will fill that gap. But the faster they can do that, the better as they continue to move through their their reopening for sure. Yeah, because I keep kind of thinking to myself, why haven't they reopened some of these resorts? But they probably can't staff them. Yeah, That's probably. probably the main reason. One of the reasons anyway. I see. And this is kind of one of those things that I've been dealing with internally. I can't tell if the hotels now, I don't know if all the room categories are open. Like I know that club level isn't open at any of the boardwalk hotels. So I don't know what else isn't being offered. Like, you know, I'm just not, not, yeah, I'm not sure what else. Cause we're at this point, we're only missing the Port Orleans campus and two more all-stars. Oh, I like how she called it the campus. That is nice. That was very corporate. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was very good. That's part of the training to be a travel agent. You come up with these nice buzz, buzzwords to use, right? No, I mean, so it's not, we're not waiting on a whole bunch at this point. Um, def, I, I know a lot of people are waiting for that moderate level price point to come back because it's like, if you want to find a room for the fourth quarter of this year, you're pretty limited to a couple of deluxe hotels and that's about it. Um, you know, there's been some talk that run Disney will make, you know, more people want to be there and then they'll open those, but I have no idea. Are I, all the all-stars open? No, just movies. Just the one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're waiting for, for all of those, but just about everything. It, Animal Kingdom isn't open yet but it has an opening date so we can book it but oh that's right because only the dvc was available there right yeah kadani's just yeah right so i think jumbo house is the end of august but everything else is is open but but it's like you know we're waiting for club level at beach club 
Um, so maybe that'll move some people. We don't have club level at the Polynesian yet. So it, I'm just not sure what else is not in inventory. What is the uh, first club level to open? Is it the Grand Floridian? Yes. I know that they said that a couple were going to start opening around in the fall, I think, late yeah, summer, early like fall. End of, end of September is Grand right. Floridian and then Contemporary and then Wilderness. Because so. now they're really pushing for all the October 1st stuff with the 50th. They're starting to gear back up to this. So you think they're going to want to have all yeah. hands on deck at that point, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's, that's kind of the problem. Like we, so back in January, February, when people still weren't really sure what was going on, you know, like we still have any clue what's going on. Um, but it was like, I'm putting packages together for people and they're like, oh, you know, we're not going until five person, no masks. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, use car salesmen. You okay. really still need to put this, you know, put your deposit down, put the room on hold, whatever, um, because it's not going to be there by the time masks and fireworks are reintroduced. Like, you're not going to be able to find room. And that's definitely an issue that, you know, if you called me tomorrow and said, hey, I want to go for Thanksgiving, I'd have to go. Um, we can try, but it's probably not, you know, you're going to have to to spend four digits a night on a room because that's just what's left. So I don't know what kind of inventory they have left, if any, um, unless we're just waiting for those other four hotels to open. Well, cause that's what I mean. If the inventory is that low, you'd think they would be incentivized to open up those other, but if they don't have the staff to do it, then I, that's yeah. probably part of the reason. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Anyway, talk more about your, your trip. So how, how long were you there for? So we were there Wednesday to Sunday. So we got there Wednesday morning. Um, our room, I requested early check-in, um, but we got in at like 11. So I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, so I had a theme park reservation for Epcot. So went over there, um, had beer garden for the first time for lunch, which again, I was actually really impressed. Um, the, I've, I've not tried it before. Um, it was a little bit weird just as a staffing thing that a guy from India was seating me at a German restaurant. So, oh, I was, I know. you know, it was kind of a mind game, but oh. um, the, the performers were back. Um, the the musical, I don't know what the technical term is. Um, they were back. It was really good. I would definitely go back. That show was that show was really good. It was it was interesting. It I was, was like I can't I can't do any of the things, so I immediately thought they were pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I I put a lot of big families there just because they can accommodate bigger groups, like at, at big tables. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had not eaten there myself, so ultimately I was I was impressed, and that was something or that's a place I would go back. I assume um, fam- so, family style there too. Yes. Yep. Huh. Everything's family style. I don't think any part of the menu wasn't present, though. Hmm. So, I mean, we had just plates and plates and plates of food. And what was nice about it was that they explained what everything was. Like, you know, at whatever breakfast at Cape May, you don't have to do that because it's like eggs and potatoes and stuff. So the guy, when he brought it, he was like, okay, this is this, this is this, you know, all of these different things. So I liked that. Um and by the time we we walked out, it was the three o'clock floor storms. So I'm like, oh, crap! Like, of course, my umbrella's in the suitcase at Bell Services. So 
What's nice about that, though, is I didn't have to run to the front of the park to catch a bus. I just walked out the back of the World Showcase and um, popped in the hotel. And by the time we made it back, our room was ready. So went up there, got everything set up. Um, and then we actually had to go over to Grand Destino at Coronado Springs uh, for happy hour because I was working. Um, so hung out there for a little while. I love that hotel. Have you guys been there? I gotta tell you this this gig sounds really good. I had to go over to Grand Destino for happy hour. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's that's the work trip going down staying at the boardwalk. Her gig almost is almost as good as mine. Not quite, but almost job is a lot of fun. The eight hours spent on hold to try to acquire boobash tickets, not as fun. So it's definitely a good and bad. Uh, situation. So tell me why you you started to tell, why do you like Grand Destino so much? So for me, it's a deluxe level hotel with a moderate price tag. Um, Zach and I stayed there it was August of 2019. It had literally just opened. And I am just amazed at like the touches, you know, just the nicer, higher quality stuff. Um, it's It's a lot more like elegant, I guess, than, than just a whatever theme thing. Um, I think the food there is really good. They have a lot of sit down options, which. So you mean they didn't just throw like incredible stickers on the walls in the room there? They made it seem nice. Is, is that a touchy uh, point of contention on this podcast? As well? I wouldn't say it's a point of contention. I say we both agree, but that's <laughs> either way. Like like I said, we pre-recorded, so that episode will probably be out like next week. You'll, you'll I hear think all about that. I think it already came up. But oh, my regardless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it it does not have it. It has it. I don't know. It to me, it's very nice. I like and I like the price point. I also like that you're not you you have to bust to all four parks, but you're not far from any of them. Like it's technically in the Animal Kingdom Resort area which is usually the pain in the butt park to get to. So you're not very far from Animal Kingdom, but we went from there to Epcot. And I mean, it was like eight minutes. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, but Did you it, rent the car? No, I didn't. Zach um, picked up a rental car when he came in on Friday. Um, so I just, I actually got my first Uber. I summoned oh, my go. first Uber and went from Beach Club to uh grandest you know just because i really didn't feel like walking all the way through epcot i'm waiting for the minivans to come back i know they're all there but again that's a staffing thing so waiting for those um but yeah i i really like it there i also like i can't remember if i just said this um but the food they have sports bar they have a sit down yeah. um, outdoor restaurant over it's called three bridges so it's in the middle of three connecting bridges. The food there, the food at three bridges looks good. I love Rick's. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I like that little bar. They had like a margarita flight that my wife absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, when I heard, I heard the restaurant, what is it? Like a tapas restaurant upstairs. Oh, is that what you could, is that what it, what it called? Small plates. Is that what it's called? Ta tapas or tap? Yeah. Tapas. Yeah. yeah. Tapas. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not open yet. Yeah. That's um, not open, but yeah, I, I like that there are more it to me, you can go back there and resort. Like you don't have to worry about going back out to find somewhere to sit down to eat dinner. I think the food or the the pool is really nice. I think the grounds are very nice. Uh -huh. And it's a it's a 
a good balance between you're spread out and you're not on top of all of the other guests because there are a lot of guests there. Yep. Um, See, all all the things that people talk negatively about that resort, I think, are pluses. They they don't like it because it's a convention resort. I like it because it has a ton of food options and it's got a great pool. And then they don't like it because it's large, but I like it because you can grab a cup of coffee and get lost and go for a walk. So everything about Coronado, I just love. Yeah. Not family friendly. You like it because there's less kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Have you stayed at Riviera yet? No. If you so, I was just tasked with a a friend of mine was celebrating her anniversary, and I I've known her for whatever six seven eight years at this point, and she's like, listen, I want to go to Disney, but I don't like kids, which I knew, and I was like, <laughs> really, really, we, we should vacation with oh, her. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a great time. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? So. I pulled up the thing and I'm like, listen, you got to go to Riviera. Like you, you just, you got to go to Riviera because she was going to Epcot a couple times. So I'm like, just jump on the Skyliner, finish the, the Skyliner route. But I think, yeah, I, I think it, and, and I will say in terms of um, Disney overlay, it's not overkill. And I do think that while Disney is represented there, it is not like in your face, Bashing you over the head with it too much. Bashing you over the head with it and putting Incredibles suits in your closet. And they're quite a few years away from doing a refurb, so it's safe to say that that'll oh, be fine so. for a few years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I really like it over there too. Um, but if if you, for all of those reasons, and I guess the grounds, the grounds are very nice, so you won't get lost, but there are things that you can walk and go check out. But the, the campus itself is very small. It's a small footprint because it's just a tower for the most part, right? Right, right. So you it's, don't you don't have to go very far to get all the things that you need, but it's very quiet over there. It's and a the very most- intriguing place because it it wouldn't be my first choice, but all I hear are like high reviews of this place. Yeah, I, I just would- I personally I hate the towers. I know I understand that like what they did with them is nice. I just hate seeing them there. Like as far as like Grandestino, and they just look so out of place at Disney. That's you think well, about, yeah, I agree, especially in the middle of Caribbean Beach. Right. And you think about like Port Orleans and how like every building is two stories and it's so small and nice. And sure, you walk yeah. around and it's like you're in a neighborhood and then. Yeah. And then you like drop Coronado is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely changed the aesthetic of the, of the resort or of, I guess, Disney in general, because for all for a long time, it was all low and slow. So, you know, I mean, it's more economical for them to build straight up. It makes more sense. I get that part, but I I personally like the other stuff. And that's how, that's how they do a lot of like, um, different view room views. So you could do like preferred view and charge more or standard view and you know, that kind of stuff. So they, they give themselves that advantage too. You can always charge more for the higher levels. Yep, but you can see you can see fireworks from Grand Destino. So if that is important to you, you can. No, I'm sure. I'm not saying it's like what they did with the tower. I just don't like the towers personally. Myself, I'm sure everything in it is very nice. I mean, touche. All right, so did that. Went over to Epcot for a little while. Um, and then, oh, we had dinner at Regal Eagle, 
So did that real quick and then walked back um, to start the, what's that? How does that stack up as far as the quick service? Come here. So I am not a barbecue person. Mm -hmm. Zach thinks it's amazing. I will eat it. Um, and truthfully, I was going to go get tacos in Mexico, but the line was really long and I just didn't feel like dealing with it. So I ate that instead. Um, I got a burger. It was a cheeseburger that had brisket on it with an onion ring. It was was good. I, it was funny because Zach was like, what'd you guys have for dinner? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to tell you because you're going to get all pissed. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, we had Regal Eagle. And he's like, what'd you get? Was it good? And I'm like, actually, I would eat that. Like, I would go back if you were like, can we please go to Regal Eagle? Like, I would go back and eat that. So it's a it's a decent burger. I didn't have to wait for it. You know, I mobile ordered it halfway around the, the countries. And then I clicked I'm here and it was a couple of minutes and boom, there it was. So you really and the outdoor seating area is nice. And you can listen to the music or whatever performance they have across the the walkway. So it's fine. I, I tend to be a quick service snob and not really eat a lot of it just because I don't like to. Um, but we'll go there again, I'm sure, because Zach just oodles over the stuff all the time. So the next morning was Thursday. What did we do? We went to Magic Kingdom. Oh, that's right. We went to Magic Kingdom and it was just sweltering hot. We had Kate May for breakfast. We talked about that already. I thought the food was really, really good. Um, and then we were, we were honestly only at Magic Kingdom for like 90 minutes. And it was like every picture that I took of Catherine, her face just kept getting more and more and more red. And it was like, I couldn't get her in enough gift shops long enough to like make her face not so red. So, and that was our, our go back and go to the pool. Um, we were going to go to Hurricane Hannah's for lunch, but it was a staffing issue. I was seriously in line for like 20 minutes and I didn't move. So I grabbed my phone real quick and at the, what is it? The beach club marketplace. Um, I could order and pick up like in, I was in the window already. So I was like, okay, we'll just go get that instead. Um, so we just walked across the lobby and grabbed that. Um, and then Catherine took a nap. I did some work. Um, and then we went back to Magic Kingdom for my be our guest filet. Go ahead. You can yell at me for it. It's fine. Mike, you've been been licking your chops about this. Now, you said it was like the best steak you've ever had. No, like- no, 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 no. So, so I think so, Zach may have said oh, so, somebody who is who has a listen. close relationship to her listen. mentioned that. Listen, he's full of it. Okay, so here's, here's what happened. I was in the mood for steak. So I I didn't have I didn't have any dining reservations for dinner until Friday night. We went to El Molino on Friday. And pretty much I just wanted, you know, I was just like, we're just gonna wing it because I'm here by myself with a small child. And if she's having a terrible time, like I didn't know how it was gonna go, pretty much. Like this was a test run to see how she did, just to see how she did. So I was like, the pizza windows open on the boardwalk. Epcot is four steps that way. If push comes to shove, we'll just eat around the world and we'll go back and we'll go to sleep. So we're scrolling through, I'm scrolling through the app and I'm like, man, I could really just go for a steak, but I don't really know like where I'm going to get one right now. Like, Good luck finding a dining reservation for steak. 
So I was like, we're going to go back to the Magic Kingdom. The ladies that that I was meeting were having dinner at Narcoozies, and I didn't really feel like it was super appropriate to take an, a 17-month-old into Narcoozies, so I didn't. Um, so the the walk-up, you know, I'm looking at the Be Our Guest menu, and honestly, I had not been there for dinner. I had been there for breakfast, and I had been there for lunch pre-COVID, um, and I loved putting people there for breakfast and lunch because they used to be quick service um, credits on the dining plan. So it was like, everybody wants to go in the castle. So like, of course you do. So I had, I had put people in there a couple times for dinner upon reopening of the parks, but I had not been there myself. So I was trying to get on the wait list and they were, you know, it was full, it was full, it was full. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just walk over there. Worst thing that, you know, I'd say it's one adult and an infant. Like, do you have any room for us in the next hour or something? So I get there at six and I walk over and, you know, I walk up to the little thing and I said, I don't have a reservation. I'm not on the walk-up list. Do you have any room tonight for me and her? And so the the lady grabs her little headset and she's like, this is tower one, (laughs) says a couple other things. And she goes, yeah, go right ahead. Go to the umbrella. We can see you. And I'm like, sweet. So we just wandered in. Um, It is a a prefix menu. You get to pick an appetizer, an entree, and I think everybody gets the same dessert. Um, But I love their French onion soup over there. Filet is kind of always good. And I like gray stuff. So for me, it was a win. The price point is high. Like I I will say it's a lot of money for what you get. Is it Uh, in the 60s? Yeah, 62, okay. I think. I ordered I ordered Catherine a children's meal, and after my annual price or annual pass discount, I think we walked out for 110 bucks with That's a tip. A it, so it is it is a lot of money. Considering I, you're feeding an 18 month old, which you'd probably be happy with a grilled cheese for like a dollar ninety nine from Chinese or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like she ate fine. She got what was it? Like a fruit fruit and cheese tray. Grilled chicken with potatoes and the same dessert as me pretty much, but deconstructed for a child. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of money. I do understand why people want to go in the castle. Um, the Beast did make an appearance. I would not classify that as a character meal ever. Um, I don't know if you guys have been in there before. So he walked mm-hmm. out of the West Wing, made a right like he was coming down the the main dining room hall made it about halfway wave, wave, turned around, walked back into the library and then walked out. I mean, it was less than two minutes. So I would not classify it as a character meal. Um, I would classify that as a steak dinner inside the most popular theme park in the world. I think is how I would like, I, I wouldn't tell people not to go there, but it's, I mean, it is not the best steak I've ever had in my whole life, regardless of what my Mike was ready. He had the knife sharpened. He was ready to go after you. For the <laughs> no, I'm intrigued because I've heard a lot of people say that, that the steak there is excellent. Yeah. It's pretty good, yeah. I mean, it should be for that price point. They should at least I, give you good food. I definitely was not irritated with it. Like, it, it satisfied what I was looking for. So you and- didn't feel like you got ripped off. For uh, she's saying kind of that was a big for, sigh for that. For my meal, no, because I ate it all. For my daughter's thirty nine dollar chicken, 
That's tough. That's yeah, tough. that is that is pretty high. That was annoying. That's tough. so. And I mean, that is what it is. Like rules are rules. I mean, the restaurant was full, so it's obviously working for them. Um, but that that was more frustrating to me because I thought my food was good, and I'm used to I'm used to paying that kind of money for quality Disney food. Like that's just the reality of. Yeah, it's it's we tough with it. the kids when the kids' meals are like twenty three dollars and stuff, and you get like a under yeah. a two year old, and you're like, they're not going to eat. They don't care. Just give them, you know, yeah. chicken nuggets and French well, fries for nine ninety nine. That's what was nice about you, because know, so technically, until they're three, <clears throat> like Chef Mickey's, she doesn't count. Kate May, she doesn't count. Um, Liberty Tree Tavern, she doesn't count. Right. So it was like you know all of these other things those are great. Like I'm having a great time <laughs> because I'm not paying for her to eat. Um, but you know, I, I get the allure of wanting to go in the castle. I liked it better when I could send people there for breakfast because they're open for lunch, but it's the same uh, menu as dinner. So I would have paid $110 at one o'clock or at six o'clock. Oh, the lunch oh so they don't do the cheap anymore? lunch anymore. No. Which bummed me out because Ooh. their turkey sandwiches were like my favorite. When did that? Is that a yeah, COVID thing or is that? Going, oh, so oh, they wow. may go back afterwards. I hope so because I loved their, uh, for real. Like I would put so many people there for early breakfast reservations so that they could go see the castle. They could, you know, and be back like by Seven Dwarfs Mine Train when the park opened and they're not open for breakfast. And then I think they open at whatever, 11 something and do they just start with lunch now if you're not on the dining plan which i know they said they're going to bring back the breakfast is a huge ripoff i think i went a few years ago to that breakfast and i felt like i got because it's technically a quick service right that breakfast and i think for my wife myself my daughter who is about your daughter's age now it was like hundred and ten dollars for breakfast yeah it was I'm like this is a quick service but and that and that was part of it is is that's why when people were on the dining plan i was for sure like you know let's let's get it's you worth it on the dining plan yeah right because because then two for dinner it was a two two table service credit right right thing so it was like a no-brainer to stick somebody yeah. there for breakfast or lunch um so i mean hopefully Hopefully we start seeing some in-park breakfast soon. And I hope that that's one of them just because it's already open. So just right. open it for longer hours. <laughs> like, I didn't think that would be so difficult. So whatever. So did that. Met up with the ladies that were at Narcoozies. Rode a couple rides. Uh, we did ride the People Mover because that was open and operating, so that was that was nice. Um, then Friday morning we started real early because um, I they we had started hearing that Rope Drop was back, and we weren't really sure what that looked like. Um, so we were going over to Hollywood Studios, so we just wanted to see like what was happening. So got our rise boarding groups at seven. Um, and then we got there. So the park opened at nine. We got there at eight twenty, and we were on and off Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway by eight fifty-seven. 
So, and the, has Zach talked to you guys about that? Has anybody done that yet? You did that, right, Mike? What's that? The runaway railway thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. You thought it was fine, right? You didn't hate it. No, I um, I thought it was fine. That's all I can say. It's, it's, so, I, think, I think the first time you do it is you get off and you say, what the F? <laughs> so, well, okay. So the only reason that I agreed to go on it again was because the pre-show came back like two days before we were supposed to go over there. So I was like, okay, maybe if I have the pre-show, I'll understand what's happening. And the pre-show does answer so many of your questions that you no longer get off the ride, like what the F. So that was nice. So we did that, went and goofed off at um, uh, in Galaxy's Edge for a little while, Road Rise of the Resistance, and then we went back and hung out for a little bit um, just at the hotel. Um, Do you have to... any green milk or blue milk or whatever it's called? <laughs> I have not had that since I was pregnant. And I do feel like I should try it again. Like it, it's irresponsible of me to not because I thought it was disgusting and I didn't. That's what I heard. I heard it's terrible. It. So the, the blue one tastes like Skittles. The green oh. one tastes the green one tastes like grass. Oh. So they're both, I can't remember if it's. I mean, if you're going to drink grass, you might as well do that hippie thing. So it's like, good for your body. You know, like yeah. your ass or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thing about it was that I'm not a star Wars person. This is not interesting to me at all. This is like a do, you know, I have to do my due diligence. So when somebody asks me if I drank it, the answer is yes. I was annoyed that I paid like $8 to take two swigs of it. <laughs> And then throw it away. So I I wish they almost did like a sample flight thing. Like that's just so you can say that you tried it. And then if you like it, you can get a big one. But yeah, that's not my. That has to be their most thrown away item, I would imagine. Like unfinished. It seems. That or the turkey leg, because no one ever finishes a turkey leg. But that's just out of attrition, though. It. You just can't. Um, no, it, it seems like people either really like it or they really dislike it. It also, I see a lot of people sharing them. I like you see, you see a lot of people like splitting them among your family members or whoever you're traveling just with. Just to try it. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Cause, cause they're seriously like eight bucks. They were, they were a quick or a, a snack credit on the dining plan. So I think that kind of helped it. And then when you're paying eight or nine dollars for your drink, I think people were kind of like, eh, maybe we'll just share one. Um, but it's definitely not. You know, so we went we went to the annual uh, pass holder preview in August of August 2019, maybe 18 August of 2018. And I mean, that was like the line for it was out the land like it was just everybody wanted to try it. Um so you you definitely don't see that as much anymore. You see so many people walking around with droids and lightsabers, though, that that um, demand has definitely not decreased. If anything, they increased the price and people were still willing to go. So, you know, I take back what I said earlier about the Star Wars. I would go just to try that Ronto wrap thing. That sounds pretty good. Those are good. They're they're decent. That's about it. I just get that and leave. <laughs> I had the bre- we had the breakfast one, which was good. You said it was not bad, right? Yeah, it was good. 
yeah, so did that, went back. I, it, it was, it was important to me that I didn't exhaust the baby because the way that I look at it is that my family is very fortunate enough to travel several times a year. You know, this, this will be, that was Catherine's second trip of the year. She will go again in September. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to feel like we're going all day and I'm beating her into the ground and, you know, she's exhausted and I'm upset and all that kind of stuff. Like I definitely, I wanted to set the tone that whatever she was telling me, we were just going to do that. Um, so we went back, goofed off at the hotel a little bit, and then uh, we had beaches and cream on, on Friday. So we had lunch, ate the kitchen sink, which is actually, it, so we split it between five checks. And it was, I mean, I think it's fun. I wish that you could could customize a little bit more just because there were a couple things in there that all of us were kind of like, eh, no thanks. Um, but it's fun. They don't do the can of whipped cream anymore, which is probably a good thing, but not as fun. Um, and then we went over to the Disney junior dance party that was strictly for social media photo purposes, but Catherine enjoyed it. So I rolled with it. And then, um, we took the Skyliner, which was a hundred percent, not the most efficient way, but it was something different to do um, over to Epcot and we met Zach there. How was so, that now? How was that in the heat? Cause you said it was pretty hot when you were there. Did it? This, Cause I've only been on it a couple times and it wasn't a super hot day. So the heat on the Skyliner. So I'm, I'm a person that if it's anything more than like 65 with a breeze, I'm uncomfortable and kind of agitated about it. The heat on the Skyliner really does not bother me as much as some people make it out to be because there's a breeze. Right. Like when you stop moving, you're kind of like, Oh, it's a little stuffy. You know, I would have been pissed had I been one of the people stuck on there for three hours. The one time it, it broke. Um, but I, it, it really doesn't, it really doesn't bother me that much. So it's not, and, and not I guess terrible. to me, the lines are short enough that you're not like, I mean, whatever, you're not sitting in air conditioning, but it's only a couple of minutes and you're not walking. So, I think you get nice airflow down below though. Yeah. The, what is it? There's one line that's perpendicular to like normal airflow. And I'm not going to remember which one it is. My sister, my sister was one of the engineers on the Skyliner. And I remember she told me, but I can't remember which one she said, but anyway, so we went over there, um, did that. And then we, we ended up at Epcot, uh, where Zach met, Zach met us. And then we walked to El Molino for dinner and then, you know, everybody thinks El Molino is great. So nobody can yell at me for that. Seems pretty great. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, finished up there and then Saturday morning, we went back to magic kingdom uh, but we had Chef Mickey's for breakfast. Oh, so, tell me about that. I So Catherine loves characters. I don't know if she likes them because they can't come really close to her <laughs> or if she, you know, would wishes that they did. Um, I think the food there is really good. Um, the contemporary itself is under immense construction. You can't oh, yeah. It's a disaster. Any of the things. Um, but I, I will say 
they were kind of in a lose-lose situation with that because I think that the tarps are not aesthetically pleasing, but I also think that if they had construction noise and people and, you know, nosy people with their cameras, that it was just going to be too much of a distraction for what's, you know, what else is being offered in the hotel. So, I mean, it's fine. It's, I, now the lobby's closed. The lobby's closed, is closing. I think the lobby is closing at the end of this month because they're going to refurb that too. Oh, when um, they, they work on the wave probably, right? Yeah, that would be my guess. And that closes, I think, on the 15th. So mm-hmm. I think around there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't hate how they're doing character meals right now. I think that, you know, I I will say that a lot of people that are missing the, oh, my kid doesn't get to hug a character they're not really appreciating like for, for perfect example, we were in Epcot Friday and Mary Poppins was tucked back in one of the, the gardens um, in the UK. And so, you know, she's talking to people doing whatever. And this girl that was in front of us seriously had like a five minute conversation with Mary Poppins. I mean, she was freaking out. She was so excited that it was Mary Poppins and it was so exciting. You don't get that kind of interaction at a pre-COVID meet and greet. You get a picture, you get an autograph, and you're having a magical day out the door. So it's like, I I realize that you can't get super close to them, but you get that extra couple minutes of like actual impactful experience, not just, oh, look, I got her autograph and I took a picture. So I hope that kind of stuff stays. I don't know that I'm going to get that lucky. But um, so anyway, Chef Mickey's good food, very similar to Kate May. I mean, they're all kind of really similar. It's hard to screw up breakfast. Um, But walked over to Magic Kingdom for a little while. Um, The princesses were in full force on the train station. I seriously think there were like eight of them up on the train station. Um, Goofed off there for a little while, rode a couple rides, Went back, Catherine napped, Zach got to play babysitter. I ran over to Animal Kingdom, grabbed a couple pictures, um, grabbed an ice cream because it was like 400 degrees. Um, And then we went back, went to Magic Kingdom, um, had Liberty Tree Tavern for dinner. I don't know if you guys have had that, but that's been, that, that's been consistently good. We've had that three times. I love that place. It's it's really good. I like it's, that place. It, it, now, does it bother you if you sit in the Diamond Horseshoe restaurant? I didn't even know they were doing that. I didn't know that either. Okay. So, so I, no, the I've only reason I asked was because I booked it for somebody. And the guy was, like, really upset that he wasn't seated in Liberty Tree. They walked him next door to sit in Diamond Horseshoe. And, I like, we, we did that also. But it didn't bother me at all. I just wasn't sure if I was in the minority of people that would be not. I mean, if it was my first time going there. Yeah. And that you've read up on it and it's like, Oh, the theming is great. Like a colonial restaurant. And then you get put in a different place. I could kind of see being a little disappointed because I mean, the golden horseshoe is basically uh Frontierland theming. And then the Liberty tree is Liberty square theming. So it's pretty different even yeah. though they're right next door to each other. 
but I mean, it, for me, since I've been there, the food's the food. I'd be yeah. Happy I just with. want as long food. as they bring out right. that that ooey, 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 ooey chocolate cake at right. the end, I'll be happy. Two of them, because yeah. you can ask for more than one, because you're technically still at the all you can eat portion. Then yes, it was exactly. funny because the the server like looked at Zach when he said, "Can we have two of them?" And the guy's like, "People don't usually ask for two of them." And he's like, "But we can get two of them, right?" <laughs> it's kind of like it's okay, I think. So. Yeah, I mean that that was that's a, a good option for us. We do very well over there. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited. We're Zach and I are headed back. Well, by the time this airs, we might actually be there. Um to stay at the Polynesian and catch some fireworks. So very excited about the return of fireworks. Now are you talking Polynesian D V C or the new rethemed the rethemed Moana. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I to be honest with you, I I know that you were not excited about the contemporary. I was not expecting to oh. be excited about the Moana rooms, and when I saw them, I was actually yeah. I I was I was I'm excited to see Ga- it, I think. Gary and I we be, we were our crunk, you know, cranky old men, mm-hmm. and then when we saw the the pictures were like it was subtle. It wasn't over over the top. I think it fit perfectly yeah. with the Polynesian. Yeah. But what I see at the contemporary is just like no, too no, over no. too over the yeah. top. Really? See, I and maybe maybe because my expectations of it were I was concerned because to in my head the Incredibles are red, black, and yellow, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be a very aggressive bedroom like you're gonna walk in it's gonna have angry red walls with like black and yellow stripes on it and I was like man this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot and I maybe because that was my expectation I was pleasantly surprised but I I'm not angry about them I don't think I'm not angry about it because I wouldn't really want to stay at the contemporary anyway it was never really Really? on my list no it's not one on my list see I it's it's interesting because when I'm talking to families, you know, and, and we're we're kind of deciding like what might be a good option, that that hotel is not one that I bring up for theming or pool or whatever. It's the when your kid's having a meltdown in the middle of the Magic Kingdom and you need to get back right that second, you just walk there. Like that. So is that really the selling point of the contemporary? Yeah. Wow. In in my head anyway. I mean, the, I, and I like the wave. We've we've eaten there a, a handful of times, and I do think that that restaurant's very good. But any we we stayed in the main tower of the Contemporary. It was Fourth of July, two thousand nineteen, and it's a very nice hotel. I didn't feel like the you know it's a a contemporary modern themed room. Um, but to me, there there's nothing that can beat finishing fireworks at 9.35 or whatever time it is, and you're just done. You, you don't have to wait for a bus. You don't have to get in line for the monorail. You just walk back, and you're done. You take shower, and you go to bed, and it's 10.30, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So that's that to me is... I do see is, that selling point. Like, I, I like that. I like it for myself because I tend to be pretty snobby when it comes to hotels. Uh, Disney hotels. Um, but 
especially with a small child and you don't have to worry about the kids sleeping or whatever and you're collapsing the stroller to get on the bus like there's none of that you're just back you're done now so. i get that aspect but i don't know like i guess if you're already going to be spending five or six hundred dollars a night you might as well be close to one of the parks well you gotta hike that up a little that's that's part of the the concern that i'm seeing with these overlays is that they're coming with a really hefty price tag so whatever i mean people are still staying in them yeah they are the the calculation and the the math and stuff it works you know people people that call me and they're like what deal can you get me i'm like well you can pay for the first night of your hotel and then you can stay a second night for the same price as the first one that's about all I can, you know, that that's just, yeah. that's the reality of their, their stuff right now is that they, they can charge that and people will graciously stay there. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, people are staying, they could charge whatever they want. I mean, the days of all the huge discounts are gone and things are kind of. I was, I was really surprised when the buy three, get two free theme park tickets um when that promo expired i was really surprised when i woke up the next morning and they had the room discount out um through i think it's like september 26th seems to be their magic number for the 50th um but i mean you can't you can hardly apply it to anything even on release day you could hardly apply it so whatever i think they just kind of had that that thing in their head that they were going to make it look like it was being offered and you just didn't take advantage of it in time but I, don't, I always wonder why they do that. Why even release discounts if you can't get like if they're so hard to get. I don't know. And I and I understand where like they have exclusions on some room types, you know, for whatever reason, the Little Mermaid rooms at Art of Animation are like always excluded from discounts. I don't know why. That's just the rule that they've come up with. Um, but yeah, I was I was really surprised to see it just and I was mostly irritated that I had to grab my stack of folders and like go through and make sure I couldn't apply it to anybody's room. <laughs> just kind of like, okay, you know, clicking through, clicking through, apply promo. Nope, there's nothing. Okay, apply it. Nope, nothing. Nope, nothing. Nope, nope. So, I mean, whatever. It It is what it is, but they they have a reason for their madness. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I'm sure they figured it out a long time ago, but, like, even they were doing the free dining, and, it, like, at one point you couldn't even hardly get it. Yeah, like it used I, to be pretty available, and then it went. It it's interesting because the last time they had free dining, it was almost like people were just expecting it. Like it was just an obligatory. You know, we have to throw it out there because people are expecting it, and the bloggers will go nuts if we don't offer it this year. But they just don't need to. I mean, try to find a room on property between. October 1st and December 31st and you're just you're just not going to be able to find one for right. what you want so I don't know I it you know I, I could be totally wrong I could be pleasantly surprised I just don't think that through next summer we're gonna see that kind of stuff yeah but makes they, sense. They're the dining plan back so that's nice all right, well, let's take our second break. We can come back and wrap things up in just a minute. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. He's not whole without a soul to wait upon. 
Ah, those good old days when we were useful, hey Cogsworth. Suddenly those good old days are gone. Too long we've been resting, needing so much more than dusting, needing exercise, a chance to use our skills. Most days we just lay around the castle. Flabby, fat, and lazy, you walked in and oops a daisy. It's a guest, it's a guest. Sakes alive, we'll all be blessed. Wine's been poured and thank the Lord I've had the napkins freshly pressed. With dessert, she'll want tea. And my dear, that's fine with me. While the cups do their soft shoeing, I'll be bubbling, I'll be brewing. All right, we are back from break. Episode number 384 is in the books of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. Joined by Rachel with her trip review. Sounds like it was a nice trip. It was. Spent some uh, one-on-one time with your daughter, got some work done. Your husband came down and joined you for the weekend. So yeah, yeah, knocked I, it all out. She, she definitely, she was great. She will be invited back. She earned her feet for sure. She was, she was awesome. I think it's important what you said, though, is to kind of temper your expectations as the parent when you have a toddler. A thousand just, percent. And, like, you're not going to be in the park for six, seven hours at a time sure. with a two-year-old or an under-two-year-old. Sure. And, well, and I, I think part of it is that people people often underestimate Disney in general. You know, it's like, oh, my kid doesn't need to nap or, oh, my kid will nap in the stroller. And... I, you know, I certainly don't know your family and I don't want to be like, "Mm, no, but it's, I mean, Disney is so different. It's hot for one. There are so many more people than probably your child has ever been around at any one time ever. And it's just so stimulating, you know, sights, smells, visual, you know, all the different things. You're just, you're totally overwhelmed all the time. So I, I do think it's important. You know, I tell people to pick a hotel that they can get back to quickly, you know, certainly beach clubs a lot easier to get to than all-star movies, but all-star movies is better than, you know, whatever, all the way off property. Um, So I I do try very hard to make sure that my people go in with realistic expectations that you're not going to see every single thing there is to see in four or five days of being in the parks that, you do have to go back and take a break that there does have to be a morning that you don't start at seven o'clock. Cause you, I mean, you just, you watch fireworks and then you go back and you get ready for bed and it's whatever, 11. It's like, well, you're probably not, you're probably not running on eight hours of sleep for the whole week with super small kids. So yeah, I, I definitely try to, to set those expectations and help people navigate kind of the best way to go about doing that. And plus what you probably got out of the trip, more than being in the parks was probably messing around at the pool with her, hanging out at the hotel. Those are probably the best memories that you got from the trip instead of just waiting in line for a Dole Whip or something, you know? For sure. And I, I do think that that's one of the cool things about how they're doing the reopening is that like, you know, yeah, I'm sure she would love the three o'clock parade, but to stand, to start standing on main street at two fifteen to get a good spot for the three o'clock parade. No. So you know, the, the pop-up cavalcades and just, you know, you're walking down the street and all of a sudden here's whatever Alice in Wonderland or here's Elsa or on, you know, it's just, 
it's a lot more sporadic and unscheduled magic for lack of something else less cheesy. That was something when my wife and I went to Disneyland oh, now seven, eight years ago. Yeah, Disneyland it, does this really well. It was very different than where you would just be like we were just walking around and like Peter Pan came up to us and like tapped me on the shoulder and like that never happened in Walt Disney, but it sounds like they tried to make it more yeah. like that where you're not waiting in line to meet the character. You just happen to come by them at some point. Yeah. And I, I, nice. I, it's interesting that you say that because Disneyland to me is it's, I don't even want to say it's a different group of people, but their expectations are different. I think when you go to Disney world, you know, you guys know what a Disney vacation costs, you know, you're four, five, six, seven, eight plus, thousand dollars for a week. And I think a lot of people expect that we have to hustle. We have to make the most of this because we're spending four, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars on something. Whereas Disneyland, there are two parks. You can walk to both. You can walk from one to the other in 200 steps. Um, You know, people are just, they expect more laid back and, you know, it's, it's not so unrealistic to think that if you don't see everything you 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 can't see everything at disney world you could probably see everything at disneyland in a couple days yeah that's i found that to be true as well yeah anyway any last questions mike or you want to wrap things up no one last question sure this is very important to me Uh oh is tables in wonderland coming back anytime soon i heard no um i heard that that was a discontinued thing um i'm very sorry but i'll tell you if it comes back that was that was your bread and butter mike yeah i mean they made a lot of money i i don't i don't go up there and eat like i used to yeah now is that a is that a theme park reservation thing is that a lack of discount thing is that yeah lack of discount because their their restaurants are on the high end Mm-hmm. But I think the food's fantastic. But when you're getting that twenty percent off, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Zach and I have have discussed your situation a handful of times because it really it seems that the the culture of the company has shifted from us and you. You know, you go kind of whenever you want. We're a four, five, six time a year visitor. I don't want to say they don't want us because obviously they, they would like our money, but it definitely has shifted to the once in a lifetime, you know, we're doing this, let's do it mentality. I I was just saying that yesterday to my, to my father, I said, they don't care about repeat visitors as much anymore. They just want Mm -hmm. the first time once in a lifetime people now. Yeah. That's who they're, that's who they're aiming for. Yeah. They're going to make the most money, but. I don't know. That might come back and bite them, but who knows? Oh, I think I think it would because you have the people like us who fell in love with it. and We wanted to go all the time. Yeah, right. well, and that that well, that's why the conversation got brought up um, when they released the Run Disney race stuff. I was I told Zach that I thought I might want to do the Princess in February, so I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get a bib or not. They got rid of the DVC and annual pass, um, like pre registration, whatever. So I was like, I'm just going to throw a room on hold. And if I get a bib, great. If I don't, it just wasn't meant to be. 
but you know, we were looking at rooms and I, I was looking at the contemporary just so I could go check it out. Um, but the, so it was Wednesday to Monday, the Lakeview, Lakeview main tower was like $760 a night. And I'm like, it's unbelievable. Uh, so yeah, a little small known fact: I don't get to go to Disney for free. I do have to pay for it. Which <laughs> a lot of a lot of people are like, "Oh, you get to go for free." I'm like, "Nah." Um, so you know, it's like I'm looking at that. The Little Mermaid rooms were like two hundred and seventy five dollars a night, and I'm just like, "We're at Art of Animation." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard to do. That's hard. Yeah, I mean, it is. And wasn't I, I telling I, you that the other day? I was watching that. a vlogger who took his sister. Yeah, Adam the Woo. Adam the Woo. You ever watch Adam the Woo? No, I try not to watch bloggers. So he 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 took his sister to Art of Animation, and he's talking about the room. I'm like, he he had to have gotten a suite. He paid two hundred and eighty dollars. He walks in. I'm like, I had that room like a year ago, Christmas for like you know one hundred and forty. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Well, and that that was part of my used car salesman speech at the beginning of the year that it was like, listen, these rooms are just going to get more expensive the longer we wait for this. Like, you know, the demand is there and they're going to find that magic number and, you know, whatever people are going to pay it. Like I can't find a room. The Caribbean beach with the exception of the pirate rooms for that weekend are sold out. Hmm. So I'm like, so, you know, it's, it, for me, I'm kind of like, well, shoot, do I want to spend $3,700 for a hotel room for a weekend? I don't know. You know, well, no is the real answer, but am I gonna, I don't know yet. (laughs) You know, and maybe, maybe that's the problem is that they sucked us in early and then they're just kind of expecting us to ride the wave too. So I don't know. I, I do. I, I actually really loved the extended evening hours for deluxe and deluxe villa resort guests at the end of the year did you guys see that yeah we talked about that a little bit it seems like it's i mean i don't care if they they do that but i don't like when they price point people now into benefits i get that but universal does that with their express pass being included in their premier resort so i think that where I think that's where they got the idea because it's so well received over there. I will say though that the difference between like that, yeah, but their the, deluxe is like three twenty five as opposed to exactly. Well, and that that's the problem is that you know the for example for the weekend that I was looking at in February it was like Art of Animation was two seventy five, uh, Coronado Springs was two ninety nine, Contemporaries seven sixty nine. Coronado Springs, how three hundred dollars a night? That I mean, that's just yeah. So I mean, it's it's really it, it. Like I keep saying, they found the magic number and they're just gonna ride it. So who knows? I don't know. It's the good thing is, is um, a two hundred dollar deposit confirms your reservation, and you're welcome to make payments between the time you put down your deposit and final payment. Um, so I, that really does help a lot of people just kind of knowing whatever, like I have a list of people that want to go next Thanksgiving and it's it, putting like, Disney on layaway. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, pretty much. Well, they've, that, done, they've been doing that for a long time though, because you can, if you have the Disney visa credit card, right. you can get, you can pay off your, 
vacation yeah, interest free that, for I think 18 months or something as well or 12 months. Yeah, that's that's a really big direct booking, I guess, advantage is that you can you know what the number is and you can budget accordingly for until 30 days prior. Right. So that's that's a big deal. It's crazy. Some of the numbers that you hear though, they're just it's crazy to yeah. think about. It it definitely, I mean, it's it's always difficult for me when somebody's like, you know, this is our first time, we don't have a ton of money, we'd like to, you know, to spend on this. Um, you know, we'd like something maybe like moderate level, two or three bedrooms. I have yet to get lucky with the I, I did get lucky one time. The guy was like, I don't want to spend too much. And then, you know, we were talking and I put him at the Wilderness Lodge, you know, so like his definition of moderate is probably a little bit more than mine, but everybody, you know, everybody that that's a different number to everybody. But I have yet to successfully tell somebody that a $1,200 a night, two bedroom is a moderate level price tag for, for them. So we shall see one day, maybe I'll, I'll get lucky, but not yet. (laughs) I just, I mean, people, people just don't know. And you can't fault them for what they don't know. And it's my job to to educate, but they they do make it difficult a lot. I, well, I, I look think, at it like that. You, you throw that number out. It's like, do I want to have a mortgage payment each night I'm staying at yeah. this two bedroom like for yeah. a week? It's like, okay, yeah. so that's, you know. And, and the thing is, is that the the first or the, the one and done once in a lifetime families are like, our budget for this is $15,000. And I'm like, okay, you know, then let's, let's really do it. But certainly not everybody has that. And I am not being disrespectful or not intending to be disrespectful of the people that don't have this simply just don't have that budget. Um, But, you know, they, the, the on property incentives, I'm glad to see them coming back because as the price continued to increase and those, those perks, I mean, convenience to me is huge all the time. All, you know, not having to go to transportation and ticket center to get to Magic Kingdom, huge advantage to me. Um, but people just don't know that until they do it. And they're like, this is terrible. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm glad to see those on paper advantages coming back. That's nice. I think one of the f- biggest things though you talk about, and I mean, we can go off on a tangent here for a minute, is like when you were a few minutes ago you're saying you know the the four thousand a week three thousand you know four thousand five thousand six thousand a week it's like used to be able to do a week for two thousand dollars now if i if i go to you and say i got a family of four my budget's two thousand dollars you said you're not you can't go to disney world the yeah at this point in the game because that's my least favorite question like how much does it how much does it cost to go to disney that's my least favorite question how long are you gonna go when are you gonna go who's going with you how old are the people you know there are like 18 questions that i have to answer and i still end up making up a number so at this point i'm pretty much telling people bare minimum if you want to eat or if if you want to sleep there and go to the parks bare minimum is about a thousand dollars a person for the week and that's like a room at Pop Century and base tickets. Right. And that's that's way up from just even a few years ago. Yeah. But, eh, I mean, it's supply and demand. So if they can get it, I understand right. why they're well, doing it. And that's the thing. Like when Zach and I first purchased our annual passes, I think my annual pass was like $500. What, and do, you guys, room- what do you guys have? 
You have the no block outdates. Yeah, that's the only option for out of state, right? Oh, is it? Um, yeah, okay. And I don't know. I no. I think my parents at one point had one with with blackout dates, but I have whatever the platinum, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And my renewal this year was about a thousand dollars. So now I've I've heard those are going to go out of control. I'm certain that they are, and I'm. So certain well i shouldn't say i'm certain because now i'm just gossiping but i'm expecting to have to pay for fast passes so i'm anticipating that being some sort of add-on or they're included but as a result it's a 1400 annual pass or something we'll see time will tell yeah yeah i i think i mean i don't know i don't really want fast passes back because the the lines the standby lines have all been very manageable to this they, point. They have been, but I'll tell you, for Kristen and I, we would, like I said, we hey, let's go up to the park tomorrow. Let's see what they have for fast passes. So we'd whack three fast passes. Yeah. Get a dining reservation at the Wave and be in and out in a few hours. So we we like yeah. fast passes. Not that we like attractions, but hey, we haven't been on uh, Thunder Mountain in a while. Let's do a fast pass there. Let's do so. Sure. We like it, but I understand. What you're saying, because the lines have been so small, yeah, the past year, yeah. But I mean, let's the crowd levels aren't even back yet, though. So will the standby line stay small it's, with it's increased so crowd interesting. levels? I think, Mike, I think it was you that posted it on on your Facebook page the other day. Oh, about is is this COVID or whatever? Like so, and I just it's been so interesting to me because I think there's nobody there. Like every time I walk down and walk through the hub in Magic yeah. Kingdom, I'm like, where are all the people? I'm like, this is insane. And then on the other side, you know, it's like the week after I leave and I have a client there or something. And they're like, it is slammed. It is so busy. I can't believe how busy it is. And I'm like, really? I'm like, if you guys think this is busy, look, don't come at Christmas. Like, look out. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't really know what, how to, how to handle that. So, I do think it is is relevant to what your experiences are right. previously. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I guess I, if you hadn't been in twelve years and then you go, it might seem busy. But you know, right. the couple years right before coronavirus hit, that's the busiest it's ever been. It was always, and yeah. I think that might have been doing part to the fast passes, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see as they keep going, but I'm. I and it was funny because I think at this point everybody's kind of accepted that we're gonna have to pay for fast passes. And I'm like, what if we were all so stupid to put this idea in their head that like we've all just accepted it? And they're like, hey, maybe we should charge for those because everybody's kind of expecting it at this point. <laughs> I'm like, sure it, I'm sure it wasn't you guys putting it in their heads. Oh yeah. I'm sure Mr. Tapex been licking his chops to get that going. Yeah. As soon as I, he can. I, yeah. I, and I don't know, maybe it'll be like Disneyland where you don't need to pay the extra, but if you pay the extra, it's just a nice advantage for you. Um, I do hope there is some sort of on property versus off property something. Um, now, if because- they did that, I wouldn't have a problem. I just have a problem with them. Like, oh, if you stay at Deluxe, you get three fast passes. If you stay at Value, you only get one fast pass. Like that seems See, like they, a slap in the face. They did that though, because you could do that on club level if you stayed club level with concierge you could get you could pay fifty dollars per person per day to do three fast passes 
per person. And you got 90 day booking. Yeah. The 90 day booking window. So it's like, if they're going to build in that price to the $800 a night hotel room. Okay. Like there is something to be said for that, I guess. Cause not, I mean, not everybody was going to stay club level anyway, but we'll see. It was always, I just always liked it staying at pop century and being treated like you were at the grand Fleury. Like you kind of felt like you were there, but now like if they start doing these other things where it's like, well, you're only a value guest. You don't get this. That's like the part that. Yeah. I get that. that. Drives me nuts. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that you say that because I have had that experience, not, not personally, but I have had travelers, especially over spring break that were like the cast members here didn't care about us. And I'm like, well, maybe you caught them on a bad day. Maybe you asked a question incorrectly. You know, you you saw my text on go ask the cast member this, and this is how you said it. And they're like, what? But yeah, that that definitely, I can tell you that does not happen with my clients that stay at Grand Floridian. I do not get those text messages. <laughs> so it it makes it difficult. I, I do think there was a tremendous amount of cast member burnout, not making excuses for not doing sure. your job responsibly, but there is, there is something to be said for staying and not, not even the, the pop century rooms are bad, but the campus itself is, so, you know, like how we were talking about footprints earlier. There's so many people that stay at pop century that mm. you got to figure that by the time those cast members get to the end of their shift, they're just exhausted. Okay. So Again, not not saying that that's an excuse to not smile and be full of pixie dust and stuff, but you know, I I think it's a top down problem though. I don't think the people like working there like they did 20, 30 years ago. It was very interesting. Zach and I went to Universal this third weekend in May, and I cannot tell you how many team members were audibly talking about how much they love working at Universal. It was just, it was so interesting. Like, I've heard the same thing, actually. That's kind of funny you said that. Like, I don't think, I, I mean, with comically, with the exception of the VIP tour guides, I don't recall ever having a conversation with a cast member about how much they, like, love their day-to-day job. Like just standing in line for it's a small world. You don't see those those cast members talking about how much they love their jobs. So, but but I mean seriously, we were we were getting in line to go ride Hagrid's at Universal, and I mean this kid was just I love working here. They um, had a special event for us to ride Velocicoaster for a couple nights before it opened, like before they did their soft opening. You know they do parties. It, you know, everybody wants to work on Christmas because you get like quadruple overtime for working on yeah. holidays. So people sure. are looking for it. Like it was just so interesting that he was so forthcoming with with all of that information. So I, I would agree with you. I also think that it's a different the people that go to Disney and the people that go to Universal are two very different groups of people. Like very infrequently do I get a text from a Universal client. Hey, I just read on a blog. Blah, 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 blah. that like never happens the universal people are super super chill the disney people not chill at all like oh i was in this facebook group and this person told me blah, blah, blah. like they're wrong but okay like thank you for looking on facebook instead of just calling me i appreciate that um 
you know, so I, I think the, the types of people that go to each place are different. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I think the expectations are just so high at Disney. Yeah, that's true. For yeah. what you pay, and they should well, be. And I, I also think that Disney has the reputation of being very structured. You know, it was pre-COVID, you book dining six months out. You book fast passes two months out. I mean, you know, almost, you know, three o'clock parade, fireworks at nine o'clock. Like, you know this and this and this. Like, you know exactly what's happening. And I feel like at Universal, you know, when people are like, okay, what's next? I'm like, well, you make your final payment at 45 days. We can talk about some dining reservations if you want or not. And that's all. (laughs) Like, like, you know, we're just kind of rolling. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a lot less structured, structured, a lot more go with the flow. And I think as a result of that, if it's raining and you don't get to see the Harry Potter, uh, you don't get to see whatever the Hogwarts light up show. Um, I, I don't think people are like screaming at guest services because it was raining. So they didn't do the show, you know? Well, thank you for joining us this week, Rachel. We appreciate it. If you want Absolutely. to uh, plug your business one more time, do that now before we wrap it up. Sure. So if you want to go to Disney, uh, any Disney, really, Disney World, Cruise Line, Disneyland, um, Alani, or Adventures by Disney, or Universal Studios, um, I would absolutely love to help you. When you book your vacation with me, it does not cost any more than if you were to go on the Disney website or the Universal website and do it yourself. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at Rachel Tilbus, Small World Big Fun, um, on Instagram, Enchanted Travel by Rachel, or by email, Rachel at smallworldbigfun.com. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for and having me. Super exciting. I'm just going to do my quick wrap up here. You can find us at all our usual spots at WDWBTG on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our website, WDWBTG.com. We got our YouTube page, YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. You can email the show, info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. <laughs> That's going to do it for episode number 384 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For our special guest, Rachel, and for my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-R